a Muslim with a woo-woo Christian in a biracial marriage. They are gym owners with tips on wellness, mindset, creating inner peace, and happiness despite differences. You're listening to the Clem and Alfred Unequally Yoked Podcast. How are you, Alfred? I'm doing well. We're back. We're back. Back. We just cut down some trees. I tried to cut down some trees with um, little clippers, and Alfred found me outside. And I grabbed my sawzall and went to work, and I have a little story that's going to apply to this. <laughs> okay. Topic today. It's very relevant. Very so relevant. Cut that tree down and spent 45 minutes getting that done and saving $350 yes. for a reason. Yes. Well, today's topic, since we're getting right into it, is three ways your story is keeping you stuck and how we can break free. So we're going to discuss three ways. And the first one is past traumas and the hurt that keeps replaying. We keep replaying it, reliving it in our minds, and then it makes it seem real today when it may have happened in the past. Like, and then we keep practicing it over and over and over again until it becomes embedded in our bodies to where um, anything that may seem similar to that situation or that past hurt is a trigger. And it could, like, the other person may have not had the same intention as something in the past, but because now it's embedded in our bodies, it, it's a trigger and we react like it was, like it was truth, but it may not even be true. And, or if it's <laughs> not a person, it could be a thing or an action. Yes. And you just totally avoid that action. And then the number three <gasps> yeah. is where it becomes, like you just become, you adapt to it. So it becomes um, a norm. Yeah. Oh, we're kinda, getting onto that one. That one. just ignore it. So, right, like you're used to it. I'm ready to jump into my okay, story. Okay. okay, but first, before we go into okay. your story, I want to ask you though. I'm excited though. Okay, let's just go through the three things. Okay. And okay. then and then we'll go into stories. Okay. So number one is past traumas. Number two is failures you took as evidence to create a truth that you began to believe and now lost hope for your potential and possibilities. So that's number two. And then three, you've become comfortable with the pain and discomfort, which happens to a lot of people, yes. right? Yes. Like, okay. happened to me. Yeah, it hurts, but you've gotten so used to it. And now that it's imprinted into your body, it's also uncomfortable to make a change. Because now it's part of us. It's part right. of our DNA, it's part of our body. Right. Now, now that we ask someone to change, wow. it hurts because now I have an you're assignment. used to it. Uh -oh. Well, now you're used to the pain, right? But now I have an assignment because I just avoided it altogether. <laughs> Found a different way. <laughs> Found a different okay. way. Okay, so I'm gonna ask Alfred, okay. What can you recall any past trauma or past hurt that you've replayed and affected you as an yes. adult? Yes, when I was a child. Uh oh, I hope you do that one. When I was a child, <laughs> I saw my father cutting down the palm tree. Oh. <laughs> no, this is real. That this that we just had to address this today, and he was cutting that palm tree down, and that's why I was going. Zzz. That chainsaw was just a ripping, ran the gas and the smoke coming all out, and zzz, 
he almost cut his dang hand off. Yeah. And you see the blood shooting out and the trauma is like, oh, my hero is, he's just not gonna make it. Long story short, he goes to the hospital, they stitch him up, he's good as new, he's ready to go. But I just realized today, because <laughs> the next door neighbor, there was a time we were, we were trying to shoot, shoot one of these podcasts, the next door neighbor's down there chopping the tree, well he had somebody he hired chopping the tree down with the chainsaw. My wife doesn't know this, but on the inside I'm like, he's gonna cut his hand off. I did, he, he mentioned it. Every time I see a chainsaw, I he's think they're gonna cut their times. hands off. Yep. And he I realized that. today when we talked and we were cutting the tree down, I said, hey, I'm gonna go, to T go ask TC if I could use the, the chainsaw. And mind you, this was three weeks ago, and my wife's out there with these little clippers <laughs> like scissors cutting the branches one by one because her scaredy cat traumatized husband is afraid to use a chainsaw. You just realized that today, but I realized that. <laughs> since she don't say anything, she's not trying to help a brother out. Nope. She just That's got me living in journey. fear. I'm sweating right now because I'm traumatized. But I did ask you downstairs when you when you mentioned your dad again for the you know billionth yes. time, and I said, "Is it really if you've?" Because he said, "Well, I've never actually held a chainsaw because of that," and I'm like, "Well, then, is it really true?" That you could hurt yourself if you've never even tried it? I just left TC's house. <laughs> I, when I came home, I was just coming home from TC's house, and I'm like, man, I didn't get the chainsaw, but did I not get the chainsaw? On I purpose. didn't want the chainsaw. You didn't get it. It was embedded in your body that you were not gonna so get. So much quicker with a chainsaw. Zip, 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 Anyways, zip. Anyways, he found dog. a little tiny saw. But I have a sawzall. It was, no, it's like the little, That's like a it's little. Called, it's called a sawzall. That's oh, the name of okay. it. Oh, okay. So it's like a jigsaw, but a hand and it It's not even for trees. And it cuts it down. You can cut whatever you want with that. It's a wood blade, so it does cut trees. Okay, it's wood. So I found a workaround, but I still have never handled You've never a chainsaw. No. That might be I didn't be even something. like, when it was in the garage, I would walk past it like, don't look at the chainsaw. So now, <laughs> when you're see, little, I'm coming to your house. When you're a little. I'm getting the chainsaw. At least put it in your hand. I'm getting your chainsaw and I'm cutting off one more branch. My oh, wife's gosh. gonna record it, and you guys get to watch okay. me overcome my we'll, fears. We'll so that's that. me, my personal. I mean, it really, it's since a child. I'm, I don't know. I'm probably like seven, eight years old. I don't touch chainsaws. Yeah. And there, okay. And then number two, a failure that you took as evidence that you created and became truth, and you believed it. Oh, Pop Masa. failed. He failed. He no, almost yeah. cut his finger off. <laughs> that was a straight up failure. I'm like, you do not okay, touch no, the chainsaw. Okay, no, but it has to be your failure. I remember when I first got married to Alfred. I, um, I, I read a lot of books. And I would like, hey, Alfred, this is a great book. We should read this together. It's really, really good. And he wouldn't read the books. And I'm thinking, what's what's going on? What's the matter? How come he's not reading the books? And whenever the book a book is around, he wouldn't touch it or go. He was just not touching. And then he would make up this story like, I'm that's just not me. Same thing that he did with the yoga, right? Just not me. And the chainsaw. And the chainsaw. It's just not me. And then and then he finally tells me that a teacher. What grade was when that? When I was in the second grade, I stumbled across a word, and the teacher, she looked at me and she goes, what's the matter, are you stupid or something? But you had to get up and read it in front of... I was sitting down in the oh, class okay. and I was reading it, and I stumbled across a word, and she said, what's the matter, are you stupid? And ever since then, I just didn't like to read, because I felt like if I stumbled on a word, someone would say I was stupid. Yeah. And then it just carried on. Tammy, we were, t one of our clients, Tammy, she 
she was doing her triceps and we were doing triceps and shoulder. I forget what we were doing that day, but her arms were popping and they were looking really, really good. And we were all thinking it in class because she's wearing a tank top and we're all thinking, dang, her arms look good. And, and I could see other people looking at her and she, I finally said, man, Tammy, your arms look really good. And then everybody chimes in and says, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. But then she says, thank you guys for telling me because when she was, I think second grade, somewhere in elementary school, some, a boy teased her and said that her arms were ugly and fat or something. I couldn't remember the words that this little boy used towards her arms and she's disliked her arms since elementary school and she's in her 50s. So that is like, it, it carries on. It becomes a part of our, it can become a part of our, you know, we don't even know subconsciously. We're going shopping and we're buying clothes that all are long sleeves even if it's mm. <laughs> the summer. And then number three, you've become comfortable with the pain and discomfort. I mean, we see a lot of elderly like this. We take care of our 90 year old aunt and you just get you just get used to it, right? It hurts, you've gotten used to it, and now it's imprinted in your body, so now it's uncomfortable to actually shift even one or two degrees away from that normal years and years of belief in one mm. lie or not. Well, I don't know if you want to call it a lie. For me, a lot of this stuff was a lie. Yeah, it's not true. It's not true. You and it's lies. definitely not truth now. Something that happened to me in the second grade is definitely not truth today. So I guess, yeah, you can call it a true. lie. Yeah, so Tammy's here's some- arms look good. Yeah, oh my gosh, her arms I'm look good. not stupid, I can read. And he probably could use a chainsaw. I read the entire Quran almost every year, or almost the whole thing. Sometimes, like this year, I felt a little short. That's that's what we're reali when we realized it. And I'm like, what happened? And, you know, and then he, We'll go into the solutions next. Okay. How about that? Okay, so solution number one. You have to believe in the greater power that lives within you. Yes. So even if you don't, even if you lose belief in yourself. The that interesting thing when you say that is from that day forward, when that teacher said that, I stumbled on words as I read when it didn't happen before and then I started to believe oh, that maybe you just after. can't read. So I passed every single test but the, the, the reading proficiency tests were very very hard for oh. me because I was second thinking right. what I was reading. Math no problem. Yeah. But reading it was a challenge and from the age 26 until now I really picked up my reading so it's a lot a lot better and that untruth no longer exists. And you know another funny thing about your story is that wait, you would you'd be like, oh it must be dyslexia or you know some 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 um, yeah, learning disability but then he doesn't have it with math, he doesn't see the numbers backwards but we'll be driving down the street and he'll read a sign and I'm like that sign didn't, that's not what the <laughs> sign said. <laughs> it's He'll say, oh that's orchard. I'm like, nope that's orchid. <laughs> 
might, might be because the uh, not twenty no, no, twenty anymore. No, the letters are really big. But I'm but not twenty twenty anymore. He would just read it wrong. But then the numbers don't get jumbled up. So okay, it could be reading wrong. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it could be that I'm not twenty twenty anymore. No, okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, so when you feel like you don't have the ability and you lost all hope in your own ability, the best thing to do is to look within and know there is a greater being, a greater power, um, greater spirit or a greater energy that lives within you that you can draw from to begin to partner with and use. You have, you can use that power and begin believing again. You have to believe. You have to believe. And you shall achieve. If you <laughs> whatever, Alfred. Okay, so number two is if you want to break the prison of your mind, you have to listen to this audiobook, and it has to be the audiobook, and it's by Byron Katie. And this is so funny because Alfred's really good at this book and he hasn't even read it yet, but he will. Well, actually, audiobook it because he won't. We're not. He's not reading it, but he can if he wants to now. Um, but it is called Love What Is. If you've ever seen Byron Katie and Oprah, and she's been in other stuff, but oh my gosh, if you ever want to have freedom to stop judging yourself, to stop judging situations, to ma stop making assumptions of other people and challenges and predicaments that you are witnessing, uh, this book will help you break through a lot of the mind barriers. And again, it's called Byron Katie, Loving What Is. And what- What do you like most about the book? Now you got me wanting to listen to it. Because, is, okay, because Alfred, forever since we've been married, like I'll be so mad, cause he'll do something and it will irritate me and I'll be so like, you know, um, I'll be irritated by him or irritated by somebody else. And he'll be like, well, it is what it is. And then I'd be mad at him for saying, well, it is what it is, because it sounds so flippant. But that's just me judging how he handles his stress. And, and where does that come from? What trauma is that about? <laughs> oh. Since you want to talk about Tammy's challenges and my oh, challenges. It's all from what childhood. That, where does that come from, all babe? All judgment from... Where does from, that come from, babe? It's all, okay, you babe. know, how she... One. How Byron and Katie uses or helps you through the process is um, you ask four questions and you turn it around. And Alfred's really good at helping me turn it around. But, Flip it. And I... I'm going to break the rule of Byron Katie and I, I'm going to say Alfred should do it nicer, but he shouldn't because he didn't. So it is what it is. <laughs> it, it is how it's supposed to be because that's the way it was done. Okay, so number one, you any so if you come through a situation or any, um, you're like, oh, I'm stressed about this issue. Ask yourself, is it true? Is what you perceive to be happening really true? Is it truth? Number two, the second question is, can you absolutely know that it is true? Like, Alfred doesn't love me, he doesn't kiss me goodnight, and- Because I'm sleeping. <laughs> but in my mind, I believe he doesn't love me, or we're getting a divorce. 
And if you <laughs> if you've watched past podcasts, you know my mind goes directly to oh, I guess we're done. We're getting divorced. Even though we've been together for 21 years, and he keeps telling me if we were getting divorced, we'd be divorced. Right <laughs> Which is a part of the book. So, number two, again, okay, number one was uh, ask yourself, is it true? Number two, can you absolutely know that it's true? And number three, how do you react when you think that thought? Mm, that one's a good the one. The reaction. How do I react when I think that thought? Well, I get all pissed off at Alfred, and then, <laughs> and then I yell, and I scream, and then later on, after an hour, I found out that wasn't even his... <laughs> <laughs> he always tells me, you should look at people's intentions, right? <laughs> so, number four, though, is who would I be without this thought? Which is really, really good. That's deep. That one's really, like, if I just let go. Might be a little more like me. Right, be more like Alfred. Oh, that wouldn't be nice. I, I wouldn't like that. I want you to be like me. Well, I'd be less stressed. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> like Alfred. But it, the let's like some examples. Let's let's bring up an example um, that you, we could use to play this four question um, theory through. Is it's um, bodybuilding's fault that I have. Um, that I don't love myself. That bodybuilding, I see this a lot, and I saw it again last week when someone tagged me in, in a post, was bodybuilding is unhealthy. Because mm. um, it causes people to um, not love themselves, not love their body, be super judgmental on themselves. Um, it, ju uh, bodybuilding causes uh, dysmorphia of the body, or, you know, body shaming, all this stuff. So, I responded to this person. I'm Let's like, go through the steps. Okay. Let's go through the steps. Well, the the first one is, is it true? Is it true? And you can only answer this question, yes or no. And number two, you have to just clean it up. Like, we start, no, but well, bodybuilding, it does. It, it makes people, because I've seen lots of people, it does. Lots of people have really hard issues and totally go into tailspin and it creates a mind job on them because they did bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Is it true that bodybuilding the sport did it? of bodybuilding did bodybuilding it like that? Yeah, did is this true? Did bodybuilding do it? The answer is no. no. <laughs> Okay, let's keep going through it. Can you absolutely know that this is true? Like, let's say you just keep on bringing up like all these excuses of why, you know, it's true. And then number two, can you absolutely know it's true? Do you, have you ever asked bodybuilding, was its intention to do this? Like, was this sport in, like created to give people you know, body image issues. No. No, we cannot absolutely know that that is true. Now, you might be wondering, <laughs> how do you know this? Do you think, if just ask your question, yourself this question, do you think that you signing up, spending four to eight months training, and then getting on stage created the body image issues? Or did you possibly have the body image issues 
before. And it was enhanced by a challenge, which is what challenges are meant for. Challenges challenge. are to teach us and to mirror us areas in our life where we can personally develop. So even social media can do that for you. If you don't get enough likes, what is that saying about you and the issues that you need to and how do you go within about, about the likes or if the you comments? You only got one like, right? And somebody else put up the same post and got a thousand. Right. <laughs> okay. Make you feel number four. Who would you be without this thought? So if I didn't have the thought that bodybuilding is causing my body image issues and making me sad and hate myself and make me um, dislike myself. If I didn't have that thought, who would I be? We'll let you answer that question. Yeah, well. I'm not gonna answer it. Oh, you right. wanna answer it for yeah, me? I could be. Well, who would you be? I would be, well, I'm who I am now. Because I, I really be like my body when I'm not bodybuilding and I really like my body when I am. I see my body as, and this is the comment that I gave the person who um, tagged me in in a post, was I see, like I'm wearing a yellow shirt right now, um, but tomorrow I could feel like wearing a pink shirt. And the next day I could feel like wearing a red shirt because I don't see my body as my identity. I am not fat. I may carry fat at certain times of my life, but I personally am not fat. I might, and I'm also not muscle. Me working out and being a bodybuilder is not my identity. So if I were to break a leg and couldn't work out, or for, for me, I had to stay home and take care of my aunt for two years. Three, two, two years. Yeah, three, so three, I yeah. couldn't work out. I didn't become depressed because I am now not having the muscles that I had before. So it's not the same for me as it would be for someone else who created their life identity or their, you know, who they are is tied to how many likes they get or how much muscle you have or how much fat you have. Or whether they're married, do you have, are you 40 years old with no children? There's all kinds of things yeah. that tie in. So my that. body is like my shirt. If I wanted to change colors, if I wanted to wear a sweater today or a t-shirt tomorrow, I look my, at my body in that way. It's an accessory for me and I have the power to change it and do it as I will. If I want tattoos on it, if I want to, whatever. It's to me, my body is an accessory that I get to play with and have different journeys and different looks with whenever I feel like it. Right now, I'm a fuller size than I used to be and I have hips and I have, hey. I like it. Enjoy the journey. I like it too. Enjoy the journey. You yes. know, and, and all the different phases. I enjoy both phases, like you said. I, I enjoy being lean and being on stage. I also enjoy kind of the so-called off-season, you know, just kind of hanging out. It, it it all it is what it is. Yeah. And you can like you said, it you is take, what it is. You should you have could, just wrote the book. You could take it off. <laughs> he says that. You could that take all it off time. and then when you get ready, you could put it back on. If you right. decide you don't want to put that that show suit back on, then leave it yeah. off. There's no judgment there. And you it's might, not your identity. You might think other people are judging you, but more than likely, you're probably putting more judgment <gasps> okay. on yourself. Okay, that goes back to her. So after you ask the four questions, now, what Alfred normally tries to coach me through, but I'm so irate that I <laughs> go through it, <laughs> is um, turn it around. So now you're turning it around. 
Let's use bodybuilding. How do you turn it around? Well, bodybuilding is making me have body image issues. Turn it around. I am making me have body image issues. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, bodybuilding makes me um, feel bad about myself when I don't win. I. I make myself not feel good about myself when I don't win. See, now we're turning around on ourselves. The chainsaw will cut your finger off. No, I, I will, will cut, cut my, my finger, finger off, off if I'm not careful. Yeah. It's nothing to do with the chainsaw. You right. can look at the chainsaw. You can handle the chainsaw. Don't put it on the chainsaw. It's not the chainsaw's fault. It's not the chainsaw's fault. It's you fault. eating it a fault. pretzel and handling a chainsaw at the same, same time. time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if he was so get Byron Katie's book. It's called uh, Loving What Is. And our third tip of how having to break through and get freedom in your life so you're not stuck in this spot forever is get into the environment, get into an environment and around people who are doing and having what you want. Because what happens when you do so is you start having the vision for it because right now you don't believe it you don't believe it's possible you lost hope in the possibility and then the vision of it starts to go away then what you don't see you don't believe so get around people and the environment of people who are doing it who are living it who are breathing it and then you get to start increasing increasing now that oh it is possible well if they can do it I can do it well then, if they can do it, then I will do it. And then you start believing again and it raises, but most of all, it raises your vibration. Cause have you ever been to the, to let's say, I don't know, um, a candy store, no. <laughs> like the beach and you got off the plane, you came from New York or Seattle where it's cold and rainy and drizzly and just blah and gloomy and gray and then you land in Hawaii as soon as I get off the plane it's Costa Rica you just oh like, my gosh when I get off the plane just that warmth air and the sun and the smell of the air smiling so sweet. faces of the people who are so appreciative I know. just to have a job <laughs> and not the ones feeling entitled but okay listen the environment airport. as soon as I land and I step mm. off the plane it changes my energetic vibration. And the only way to get what you want out of life is to one, feel it. Your body has to feel it. Like remember we talked about trauma that gets embedded into your body and that's what stops us from creating um, what we want or manifesting what we want. Once you start changing the feeling, it's called, I think, um, Pastor Michael Beckwith calls it feeling tone, but you change the feeling tone in your body and then your body starts to act differently. Your mind starts to act differently. You start to think differently because the feeling tone, now you've raised your vibration to match the vision and the dream and the goal that you want out of life. And that begins to take off and change everything. 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 All right, so that is our three tips of the day for how to get yourself unstuck when you get stuck. And we still have room in our success, habits, and mindset program. 
we want you to join us because we think it's more fun with more energy. It is. And what she, to piggyback on what Clem said, you want to surround yourself with people who are doing the work. Whichever, whatever you want to accomplish. If they're doing the work and they're in the environment, you want to, you want to make more money, be around people making more money. You want to be fit, which is our industry. You want to hang around with, be around with, be a mind. part of a group. <laughs> Be a, healthy in the mind. Yeah. Fit in the mind. Fit in the mind. Fit in the body. Get be a part of a group that's doing that, and we do have room in our group. We would love to have you. So we're gonna put the link in the comments or link in the bio of this show notes, and you'll get a app. You'll get our Facebook group, Badass Manifestors. We have units. You work through everything at your own pace, but you do get trainers and accountability and a group to really help you through the process. Because the process, again, is uncomfortable in the beginning because it just feels different in our body, but eventually with lots of practice. You will have the habits. You will have the habits. All right. Until next episode, we'll see you. Thank you.